0: This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
1: Dan and Amy, uh, young Elvis went down to Tupelo to campaign for... Cindy Hyde-Smith, special election today, and, uh... President Trump's a looker, huh? He, he was, uh, shaking his hips. We love Elvis. I, I shouldn't say this. You'll say I'm very conceited, because I'm not. But other than the blonde hair, when I was growing up, they said I looked like Elvis. You see that? Did you believe it? I always consider that a great compliment. We love Elvis, don't we? In fact, we just gave Elvis... The Medal of Freedom Award at the White House. Uh, Who's the they that said you look like young Elvis would be my follow-up. but His
0: imaginary friends.
1: It was... uh,
0: You know those guys there in the corner. Hey, buddy. It was a positively uh,
1: Trumpian moment. I'm just so glad he didn't wear the jumpsuit. Uh, I'm a little afraid the jumpsuit would come out, but I'm glad he resisted that. And I think his visit down there is going to help Cindy Hyde-Smith win a victory going away today. For more on this topic and also uh, some news about our military, I want to get his take on. We're pleased to be joined on his inaugural visit. Pete Hegseth, you know him. He's the uh, weekend host of Fox & Friends, co-host. He's also a Fox News political analyst. You've seen him uh, many times over the years, and now you watch him on the weekends on Fox & Friends. Uh, Also a military veteran, um, a distinguished military career and I uh, want to talk to him about what happened in Afghanistan. Pete, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it.
0: Dan, Amy, thanks for having me. Great to be here.
1: So uh, just came over the transom this morning, three soldiers killed uh, with uh, when an, an IED went off uh, near Ghazni City in the southeastern province of the, uh, the same name, Ghazni, uh, in Afghanistan, and just wanted to get your take on our continuing military presence in Afghanistan.
0: You know, obviously— the mission in Afghanistan, an honorable one following the attacks of 9-11. No one, no one uh, would say otherwise. But I served there in 2011, 2012. I was kind of charged with looking at and, and explaining the strategic situation in a lot of places. And even then it was clear uh, that the Taliban was gaining, uh, gaining support in the south and the east and the southeast and uh, amongst a lot of the institutions quietly through shadow government and shadow structures. I, I'm, not, I'm not optimistic. I, it's not clear what our mission is there. Uh, and the amount of troops we have there are not sufficient to to roll back the gains the Taliban have made. They've infiltrated the army. They've infiltrated the police. uh, They want to be a part of the political process. The future in Afghanistan, unfortunately, is going to include the Taliban. Uh, It it will be in a hopefully more political form, but history doesn't show us that that's usually how it works. Uh, Our job should be to prevent anything like a 9-11 haven from— being allowed to be created there, but but again, the Achilles heel and the mission there is, remains the same. It's Pakistan. It's it's a it's a country nearby where those that wish us harm have more or less have had safe harbor, and we've had a fake ally there uh, since uh, they they declared they were on our side after 9/11, even though they really have never been truly. So uh, these these types of attacks. We, I, I'm glad you're covering it. I'm glad Fox News covers it because every one of these lives lost is an American patriot who went over there to fight them there, so that we don't get hit here. But we are definitely suffering from major strategic drift there, and I don't know what a good end state actually looks like. So,
1: Pete, when you were there in 2011, 2012, what what was your mission then?
0: I was a I was a senior counterinsurgency instructor. So my I was a I was a platoon leader in Iraq, At this time it was not a combat uh, direct combat tour for me. I was teaching Afghans and Americans uh... about the insurgency about the nature of the enemy how to how to conduct actual effective counterinsurgency operations in where they were in afghanistan Mm -hmm. and looking at all the information all the intelligence it was clear then that the threat was gathering it had already been gathering and but from the beginning we tried to build a national army a national ethos a national government afghanistan's never had any of those things nor is it set up for that uh... so i think those institutions quickly become hollow and, and directed toward whatever the West wants them to look like. But the Taliban, which knows the local populations, knows the local leaders, is able to infiltrate those real power systems and take control of them, uh, hence the, the sort of shadow government and shadow structures that exist there. So I, I, um, you know, I, I think we, we've, <laughs> we're going to be there, but we should be there in a minimal sense, in a counterterrorism sense, uh, to kill terrorists when they gather in too large of groups, and and that's a, about what a good outlook is going to look like.
1: Another military and diplomatic matter. I wanted to get your take on uh, yesterday. Martial law imposed in Ukraine after Russia seized uh, three ships. Uh, the demand for the ships to be returned, the sailors to be returned. The, uh, Rush, uh, the excuse me, the Ukrainian president Poroshenko warning of a serious threat of a Russian land invasion. Uh, your assessment on that threat, but also in terms of what the American response to Putin should be.
0: Well, America's response to Putin should be uh, the opposite of what it was in 2014 when he seized Crimea. Now, the result of that seizure is that they've built a 12-mile land bridge from from, the, from Russia proper to Crimea. They control that strait, and that's where those Ukrainian U- Ukrainian ships were detained. Uh, he's going to keep taking what he can take because he wants control over. He wants to squeeze Ukraine. He believes. They should be back in the former USSR. I mean, Ukraine was a valuable jewel of that former Soviet republic. He wants it back. I, I think we should we should be giving them weapons. We should be giving them moral support. Maybe we should we should symbolically send our ships through that strait with Ukrainian ships, saying saying to the Russians, "This is international waters, and you're not allowed to do that." But this president also uh, has taken a different approach with Putin. Wants to work with him on certain things, and has been, I think just cudgeled by the media in a false way, obviously, over the Russia investigation, like he's some sort of a friend of Putin. I think this would be an opportunity to show even more how strong he is. I mean, but, but Ukraine's got responsibility here, too. I mean, they're tough folks, but they're not members of NATO. They don't have a real collective response, uh, and, and it's unclear what they'll be able to do. So I do think we have to take a strong stance. Symbolically up front, and then uh, and push Putin back. And
1: Trump and Trump, who will be meeting with Putin at the G20 at the end of this month, that's an opportune time to uh, to weigh in.
0: Yeah, yeah. The G20 summit sure in, in
1: uh, Argentina. He should just not talk to him. He should ice him out. Don't you think that'd be a good way? That could. To send that a would message? be a
0: traditional way to do it. But I, I think what Trump has said is, you don't get anywhere if you don't talk, and that's why he's been willing to talk to folks like Kim Jong Un. Mm-hmm. It may or may not work, but I don't think that's usually not the type of approach Trump wants to take. And this is all about Vladimir Putin. He did this because he wants the, the focus to be on Vladimir Putin yep. when the world leaders meet. So I, I don't think we want to get distracted off of big other big issues. But I do think a stare down is important. Maybe that is a snubbing. But if not, it needs to be a clear face-to-face that they're not going to be able to slowly take even more.
1: And uh, just spinning the wheel and landing on another adversary, China, uh, the president, despite the layoffs announced by GM yesterday, and uh, they had announced uh, back in July with the imposition of tariffs, that it was going to add a billion dollars of cost to their bottom line. So some, myself included, arguing that uh, the layoffs at least had something to do with artificially increasing the cost of doing business through taxation. Uh, Trump still in an interview with The Wall Street Journal saying uh, he is willing to put in a, uh, 10 to 25 percent tariffs on another quarter of a trillion dollars worth of Chinese goods if there's not – Uh, some sort of accord that can be reached with President Xi, either at the G20 or sometime in the near term?
0: Listen, I think he's right, because I think our president should be charged with taking the long view. And the long view is going to come with uh, difficulties, difficulties that affect real people, jobs truly lost, industries truly hurt in the short term. But I think the longer-term benefit benefits the industrial base, uh, the workers of our country who have been utterly screwed by a slanted world where China can take advantage of us, take our jobs and sell us cheap stuff back that we can't manufacture and but not just the cheap stuff the big stuff like steel uh, and the major industries so I think he's right to do it it's easier for me to say as a commentator who's not directly affected in my industry so I totally get that and there are electoral consequences in 2020 but if he really does think our trade imbalance is a national security threat and he's willing to stare it down and he would like no tariffs and he said that uh, but China has has been surfing on being an advanced economy that calls itself a developed economy, and it gets to have it both ways. And at some point, it has to stop because they are our geopolitical a number one foe. Uh, they are seeking to replace us. They have a very different view of what the world would look like if China was in charge. If you don't start taking them on now, you never will. And I and I and I love the fact that Trump is doing that.
1: Uh, let's move on to the border real quickly. A lot of Democrats and those you know left wing media saying that. It is a shame what President Trump is doing, you know, tear gassing women and small children. Um, how, would, how do you think we're defending our border?
0: I think he's doing what, what he has with the tools available. The Congress hasn't fixed it. You know what the shame is, is the Republicans and the Democrats of the past who have talked a big game about the border, but all they've ever really wanted was amnesty. All they've ever really cared about was was allowing illegals to be a part of our process, whether it's sanctuary cities, whether it's voting, whether it's welfare benefits, college benefits, and you've got all the folks that voted for Trump and others around America who say, well, well, well what about my kid? What about the inner cities that, that are, are, are war zones? What about the places that are forgotten in our country? We need to have rules, and we need to have laws, and we need to take care of that. So I think this is an important piece of symbolism. Media, of course, jumps on the shiny object of, of tear gas uh, and, and, uh, and, and stuff like that but and pepper spray. These are realities of border patrol agents charged with protecting our border. I'm shocked by the fact that at this location, it's the largest port of entry in our country. We still have antiquated fencing. Like, How is that not the first place that you replace the border wall? But it all comes down to appropriation, what can or cannot be done. And sham politicians have lied to us for decades about securing the border, and they haven't done it. Again, again, yet another showdown this president is willing to have that has short-term um Images that the media will like to portray to make him look bad, but those that have have listened to what he's had to say, have supported him, understand why he's doing it. It's without without borders, you don't have a country, and we're staring at a modern Democratic Party that is calling for the abolishment of ICE. That their only answer is let all the refugees in, let all the migrants in, let the illegals come in and stay, uh, and then give them sanctuary. That will be litigated in 2020. It's happening right now on our television screens. It needs to keep happening. This this uh, this bold stance is is again I I don't, I don't think he's doing everything perfect in every way there there are ways you could say things differently or do things differently, but his own institutions are trying to prevent him from securing the border so he's saying listen I'm going to do what I got to do.
1: Now I wanted to run this a rumor we heard about Fox and Friends by you see if I could get a response. <laughs> uh, the word is that. Uh, you and Steve Ducey are going to be secretly married in front of the Constitution, sort of a ratings gambit. I don't know if that's true or not. If you would like I to cannot comment.
0: confirm or deny that. I can't. Okay. Uh, All right, it's know, fair. It's- Anything for ratings. That's, that's, uh, and, that's fair. I you just
1: know? You know, I just, I had to ask as a professional. I do love
0: Steve Doocy. <laughs> that's <I> do, good. <laughs> but but, I, but not what about Brian? Way. Where's Brian? Yeah, Can he don't be my, tell him. What about Don't Tell Kill Me? But, but uh, you do have a show on Fox Nation. Tell us about Correct. That. I mean, Fox Nation is launching today. I'll tell you, I'm in the building at Fox News Channel. And you know when you're in your office and it's just one of those days where there's a buzz, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it, everyone's excited, everyone's got the app and looking at the new shows. Fox Nation is the new uh, online streaming subscription service launched by Fox News. Where if you love you know what you get on the channel, but you feel confined by the, the certain shows and certain times and commercials, you can go online in your app, download Fox Nation for you know I think it's six bucks a month, and you get behind the scenes way more stuff. Now for example for me, that means uh, there's we're doing a documentary on the hunt and capture of Saddam Hussein, uh, just just a few years after that, talking to all the operators that were a part of it. So that's going to air on the channel as a long form documentary. You can get and it, it, I tell you, seeing what we've done already with it in the interviews. It's riveting and really interesting stuff behind the scenes. We also filmed a a Modern Warriors special on Veterans Day on Fox News Channel, where I sat down with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, Mm. uh, Rob O'Neill, who shot bin Laden, uh, Dakota Meyer, who has the Medal of Honor, Sean Parnell, who led the longest combat tour in Afghanistan. And we just sat around the table and talked about what, what war is like, what it's like to be a vet, transition. Again, confined to 60 minutes on the channel, it was a great special but if you, if you get Fox Nation, you see all the behind-the-scenes. We've got an extended 20 minutes. There's also not all those pesky FEC violations you can have for saying certain words or talking about certain things online. You can have a much more candid conversation with vets about their military experience. So an extended cut of modern warriors will be on there. Uh, and then I'm, I'm, I'm doing a panel at the Reagan National Security Forum in California in a couple of days. That will be live-streamed. And then, I'll, you know, a lot of guys and gals on our network have exclusive shows, too. So there'll be new shows you can get every day. I just watched this morning the primetime highlights. I'd, it's kind of a sports center for Hannity show, Tucker's show, and Laura's show. Yeah. And it's hosted in the morning. It comes out at 7 a.m. So if you miss those shows, you can catch up in eight minutes and see the big stuff. So it's a neat new initiative. It's the future of, of where TV is going. Everyone's cutting the cable. And, and Fox realizes that. And Fox Nation is an opportunity Uh, to get the next level.
1: Very good. He is Pete Hegseth. He is Fox News Senior Political Analyst, the host of Fox & Friends, co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend. And as you heard, uh, new premium content. uh, Download the Fox Nation app to get uh, all of the content that uh, Pete was just describing and more. Pete, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. You got it. And good luck. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line.